baby! Damn, it's been- it feels like I've been gone for like a month, but it's only been a week, right? I mean, granted, I think the last time we did a show was a month ago. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I shaved. Uh, welcome to another episode of Best of Five, uh, your sometimes weekly talk show. Where, uh, you know, every, myself and everyone behind the scenes are just hanging out by a thread. <laughs> so, here's the situation. Uh, I've been gone last week, since last week. I've uh, been having, like, some, uh, some rough mental health days, as it were. Uh, purported, or, like, uh, exacerbated by work and other things. Like, you know, the midterm elections. I was really wanting to stream Rumbleverse since it came out. On Monday, or I'm sorry, on Tuesday, couldn't do it. <laughs> I even tried streaming over the weekend, couldn't do it. So, but we're back. We're back on it. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this is the uptrend so we can get back to our regularly scheduled program. It feels like, um, yeah, dude, Zero Star Man, I feel you, dude. It feels like this time of year is like the time where like everybody falls apart. <laughs> More so than before. Uh, yeah, but for whatever reason, this time of year feels like it's the hardest. But it's all good, though, because we're still here, we're still breathing, and we still got FGC news to cover, so we're going to get right down to it, shall we? Uh, first, before we go on, uh, I want you guys to give Mean Scene, who's right here, and Blue and PB Tuft a giant round of applause, because like I said, everybody's dealing with stuff, uh, but they were able to... They were able to band together and uh, save this week's recap after I dropped the ball. So thank you, Mean Scene, Blue, and PB Tuft, everybody, uh, for doing what you do best, which is uh, cover my ass when I screw up. So thank you. Uh, let's get down to it. It's recap time. You guys ready? Ladies and gents, it's recap time. And we're starting off with the Grand Blue Fantasy versus Community League. The Oceania 2 qualifier was this past weekend, and Sibo qualifies for the Asia Regional Finals, uh, winning it over Saf, Bean, Javi01, Guichka, Taiho, Mirota, and Fickle. So, congratulations to everybody. Uh, or congratulations to everybody competing for uh, the Oceania 2 qualifier, and congrats to Sibo for making it out into the Asia Regional Finals. Next, we got the U.S. East Melty Blood Type Lumina official tournament qualifier. All top eight competitors qualified for the U.S. Finals. So that includes the winner, Scrot Vermilion, back on top, taking it over safe and over Omni Scythe, rounding out the podium. Trippy, Jurassic Ori, Kiri, Hyde, and Infinity all rounding out your top eight. Uh, front runner for the bestie best name of the week is Bongo Congo Poncho. So congrats, Bongo Congo Poncho, for being the front runner for bestie best name of the week right now. Uh, we'll see if you get dethroned as the recap goes on. Uh, but this is the Melty Blood official tournament USC qualifier. Congrats to everybody. Let's go over to France, where we had the ultimate fighting arena. An amazing event. I got to watch bits and pieces of it. Uh, let's start with Dragon Ball Fighters Z. Dragon Ball Fighters, sorry. Uh, Zane, the American invader, taking it over the France's last hope, Wade. Uh, Great Britain's OB assassin taking the bronze. Goichi 
hanging on, just barely getting to that fourth place. Sehan, Yasha, Kane, and Black Shazam rounding out the rest of your top eight. Let's move on to Guilty Gear Strive, taken by Great Britain's Tiger Pop over Smoib, straight out of Sweden, uh, and Pinhead, the the uh, the Frenchman who made it the furthest, taking the bronze trophy off of this tournament. Jetstream, Toga, Space, Patachu, and Varix 777, rounding out your top eight for Guilty Gear Strive at Ultimate Arena. Congrats, everybody. Let's go to King of Fighters. King of Fighters 15. Uh, score all the way from Japan, taking it over White Ash from Qatar. Uh, and Sweden's Bubblan rounding out the podium. Uh, Kitsune, Frionel, AK Ash, Diver, Daver, Daver, and Inferno Kong rounding out the rest of the top eight. Oh, special shout out to Will Tupac over there, tied for 13th. Hell yeah, I haven't seen their name in a while. Good stuff, Will Tupac. Uh, the second to last uh, event over at the UF, uh, over at UFA, the Ultimate Fighting Arena in France, is Street Fighter V. Taken by Great Britain's Ending Walker, who is like 17 or 18 years old, and this was his second offline tournament ever. And this dude lost like one game the entire tournament. Yeah, Ending Walker put on a clinic and just wiped everybody. So be careful out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he doesn't want the ceremony. Yeah, he just ran right off the stage too at the end. Um, but damn, yeah, congrats to Ending Walker. Uh, coming from seemingly out of nowhere and just tearing the place apart. Uh, taking it over Valmaster, the French, uh, the French defender, Punk, Panda Punk, tied for third. Uh, Lord Angry Bird, Mr. Crimson, Phenom, the Four Fills, and the Big Bird are the rest of your top eight. Uh, Freya, Wanmei, Takamura, Eastwood, and Luffy all tied for ninth. And GTR kills you, Akainu, and Link Excello. I hope uh, I hope I did I got that name right. Uh, all tied for 13th. So congrats to everybody for a great show and for Ultimate Fighter Arena. Very very entertaining tournament to watch. And the last but not least, we got the Tekken Seven results. And Tekken Seven at Ultimate Fighting Arena was a hell of a tournament. If you haven't watched it, please go watch it because Olson from Korea taking it over USA Zone, the queen of USA Tekken, uh, Cuddlecore. Excellent, excellent showing from Cuddlecore taking second. Uh, Dom Billy Maimon from uh, Deutschland over there uh, taking third. Jod, Rukang, Kakoma, Sephit Black, and Kalak all rounding out the rest of your top eight. Tied for ninth were Banana, DBP, Tetsu, and Super Akuma. And tied for 13th is Momodog, Neon K64, Danielle Mado, and Kira Kira. So congrats to everybody. Uh, for your Tekken 7 showing. Congrats to UFA, Ultimate Fighting Arena 2022. It was an amazing, amazing event. So congrats to everybody working behind the scenes uh, for giving us some fun stuff to watch over the weekend and for uh, making uh, making everybody uh, making everybody feel good about fighting games once again. You feel me? All right, ladies and gents, that's been this week's recap. Let's take it to the top.
holy shit, I actually did it. I'm remembering how to do this. It was an amazing tournament, right? Man, like the ending walker stuff was so cool. Like the fact that that kid is like 16, 17, and it's just like cleaning house. Like he 3-0'd Punk. He almost 3-0'd uh, Valmaster. It was pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. But yeah, congrats, everybody. We made it. That was this week's recap. It's time for us to dive in because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. First, Rumbleverse Season 2 is, as of Tuesday, now out. Um, we, got the, we got the developer walkthrough on Monday. They moved it up. Uh, and on Tuesday, we got the game. And there have been a lot of crazy additions, a lot of amazing new things that we can do. But I think instead of me trying to describe everything, why don't we just look at the trailer? So some of the stuff that's on this trailer is not out yet, but the big thing is Low Kiki Island which is a new island attached to the side of Grapital City now, which is about two-thirds the size of Grapital City, so it's a very substantial addition to the map. There will be limited-time trios and quads. They're not out just yet. There's new weapons, the Starfish. There is... Uh, we haven't seen that, the, the Barbarian Scream just yet, but we have seen... Oh, we haven't seen the Broom either, so that'll be coming down the line. The new Battle Pass looks amazing. Uh, there's going to be lots of cool new emotes. There's the new move. Uh, new move is pretty dang cool. We got chonklas. So if you're a chonkla person, you should be playing Rumbleverse. Now let's get right into it. So we'll talk about the chonklas. Because uh, they're, they're, they're an amazing addition, and we'll get to why. So Low Kiki Beach which is uh, a brand new island that is attached to the side of Grapital City now. It's about, I think it's two-thirds the size of Grapital City. So it's gigantic. Uh, and it's just attached to the side now. So you get more things to do. Uh, there's some really, really cool stuff that they added along with like the terrain itself. First of all, there's the Lava Dome, right? Which is this gigantic, like, it looks like a, an American Gladiator arena. Uh they have an area that's a giant ice cream cone that just has like everything you could possibly want off the bat and every, like but it's very dangerous there's a giant conch that you can play that gives you a buff you mod for chunklas the crocs <laughs> uh, that would be really funny though maybe maybe we can get a maybe we can get one more uh version of that item uh the croc chunkla the crockla um and along with uh the island came comes a lot of mysteries right uh during the developer walkthrough keats specifically showed a secret door around the island are two other hatches and a bunch of other things kind of leading us to believe that the kraken is in the island somewhere my assumption is that that stuff will be a limited time mode just because i've tried everything to try to open those doors none of them open i've tried dang near everything i can think of i've like put on my conspiracy hat and i couldn't get anything so unless there's a secret there that we're all missing i'm assuming this will all be tied down to a uh, a uh, limited time mode uh where we'll all fight a gigantic kraken boss or something uh which will be super interesting now along with uh 
free-to-play games do that? Yeah. Um, along with the uh, release of Season 2, we were also given this pretty cool Rumbleverse Season 2 roadmap. Let's take a gander at it, shall we? Oh, there we go. So, uh, as of released on November 15th, which was on Tuesday, uh, Lokiki, the new location, we got the two new moves, which is... Uh, the, the Razor's Edge, which is basically like the Razor Ramon Slam, and uh, I forget what the other one is. It's like the Titanic Rush. It's basically like a like a, you turn into like a bull in a china shop type of thing. You just run people down. It's pretty great. Uh, on the bottom left, you got we got uh, plant pots. We got the starfish, which we were talking about earlier. We got nachos. Nachos are a new healing item, which are pretty cool. And you got the chunkla. That's one of the three versions of the chunkla right there. Uh, the green flip-flop. <laughs> and well, we got the insatiable perk, which essentially gives you uh, extra healing stuff. But if you look at the very, very bottom, there is essentially a whole outline until what I believe to be the end of January, right? And you can see each uh, each little square has some icons in it. Automatic did a very good job of pointing this out where if you look at the things that were released on the top, they all are in front of those icons. So, for example, look at the new perk, the insatiable perk on the bottom right of the top graphic. That's what's in the middle of the trios there, which comes out in the middle of November, which is right about now-ish. So my assumption is that whatever this trios update is will be coming out within the next week or so. Uh, we don't know what the big circle is. My assumption is that's the limited time mode. But it looks like we'll be getting new perks and new items. Uh, coming around December, we're going to get new special moves. We're going to get probably another limited time event and more items. New Year's, we're going to get new perks, new skills. Mid-season quads, which I'm assuming is something that there'll be like a special event that they'll be doing after January. Or in the middle of January, rather. Uh, and you can see by the big circle, I'm assuming that's a limited time event. And we get new items, new skills, and new perks. And last but not least, towards the end of January, we get big quads. Now, these will be all limited time modes. Everybody's been asking uh, Iron Galaxy for trios and quads because apparently duos aren't enough. Well, they gave them to us. Now we have it. We're going to be getting uh, trios probably in like the next week or so, which I'm super interested to see how they handle uh, trios. It's going to be very interesting. Along with all of this new stuff, there were a host of changes that completely turned the game upside down in a very, very good way. I think it's not a secret that I wasn't the biggest fan of the latest patch, right? The season 1.5. It felt like uh, the game was very sticky and it felt like some of the things that were happening in the game seemed too out of, our, out of my control for me to actually enjoy the game. Uh, there were things like Air Vicious Mist that made things very difficult. There were things like uh, random... Uh, random, like, off-screen third-party giant elbows that do one hit KOs, uh, supers that did one hit KOs, all this other stuff that made the game seem very risky and not quite as fun along with the changes to the movement. It felt like it felt like the game was kind of like uh, in a little bit of a rough spot for me personally, right? I didn't enjoy it very much. Um, I know I'm not alone in that, but I also know that there were people that did enjoy it and that's perfectly fine. Uh, it just wasn't my cup of tea. With this new patch... They addressed a ton of the issues that I personally had with it, along with a lot of other quality of life things. Uh, so I have a list of them here. Let's get down to it. First, 
one of the big issues with uh with Rumbleverse in season 1.5 is people would not engage, right? During the last few circles, everybody would just go hide and they would either meditate, which is a perk that lets you heal just by standing still, or they would just hide and wait until there's one person left and then try their chances on a 1v1. To curb that, they completely hit meditate the perk with a, ba- with a nerf hammer. Now, meditate only works up to 50% of your health. So if you're above 50% of uh, your health, you no longer heal, which is super interesting. Um, Vicious Smith, Vicious Mist is slightly nerfed. It's slower. However, it's still annoyingly difficult to deal with, but a lot better. Uh, Plank-style weapons, which were another big issue, because if you had a plank-style weapon and you hit somebody with a vicious attack, you essentially got to do whatever you want. You could do a charge uh, jab, which would give you a full combo and would open up giant combo routes that would essentially get you to die in one hit. Uh, Plank-style weapons now no longer do that. They only combo into the jabs themselves. So what you do now is you hit a vicious hit with a plank, and then you can choose one of the three jab strings uh, in order to get damage off of your opponent. If you're closer to a wall then you can do wall supply combos. I think it's super interesting that it makes uh, it makes the bigger combos a lot more situational than before. I think that's very interesting. Uh, something else that they did is they flipped stamina costs for skill rarities. So like the more like the higher quality skills used to cost less uh, energy to execute. And the lower quality skills used to cost more energy. They flipped that. So now the lower quality skills cost less energy than the higher quality skills. So it gives you an incentive to use the lower quality stuff uh, if you don't have uh, enough stamina to, you know, to spend on the higher quality stuff, you know, which is super interesting. Um, super kick is fixed. They added it to the game. Uh, super kick is a lot better now. It tracks a lot better. Uh, essentially, it almost feels like a new attack. It's really cool. Along with all of this, they completely overhauled how block stun is handled, right? Uh, and I thought this was super interesting, and Keats went in-depth uh, with this in the uh, developer showcase for Season 2. Essentially, the way they were handling block stun or the way they were handling like hit registration was causing a lot of inconsistencies. So they fixed that. So now all moves that are supposed to be safe are safe. All moves that are supposed to be punishable are punishable. Things feel a lot more consistent, which is super duper interesting. And I'm a super big fan. I was convinced it was like a network issue, right? Where like things were not being read right because the because of latency. But boy, was I wrong. Uh, they completely fixed a lot of the issues that I was having and a lot of the inconsistencies that I was getting very frustrated with uh, by overhauling how they handled the block stun and the hit registration. So big ups to them for that. Dodging. Dodging was something that they completely changed for season 1.5 that made things feel very sticky, right? Uh, I think I, I mentioned that it felt very sticky where you would... Dodge to move somewhere, but there would be so much recovery that you weren't able to do anything. Uh, air dodging was uh, a, tro- a way of traversing before, and now that that got taken away, the game felt a lot uh, less movement-oriented, right? 
Uh, they completely changed everything. Dodges are super fast now. They're still punishable, which is great. But Dodges go super fast. You can, once again, chase people down with uh, jump Dodges. Uh, and I feel like they kind of found the happy medium between what it was in Season 1 and what it was in Season 1.5. So that was awesome. That was awesome. And it, the game feels a lot less sticky and it feels a lot more responsive now. Uh, along with that change is that combat itself feels like it's less risky, right? Because before you would get into combat and then one mistake would mean death, right? You would be hella punished and then, you know, people would get one plank or one vicious mist and then that was it, right? With this change, since dodges recover more quickly and it's like things feel more deliberate, and things feel more situational, it feels like there's less overall risk for you losing outright when you're running around. So, and in addition to this too, one of the big things they changed, which I completely forgot to write down and I'm happy I remembered it, is uh, damage changes for altitude. So one of the big things about this game is you can jump from the top of a skyscraper, you can elbow drop someone from up there, and it does big damage. With weapons and with other things, you were able to do well over the amount of damage for one person's health. So if you had a skyscraper and you had a weapon, or if you had a skyscraper that was high enough, you could land on someone with an elbow drop and you would instantly kill them. Uh, that's frustrating because it feels like you can't do anything, right? And sometimes, you know, the big meme is uh, it's all part of the rumble. They completely change how that works. Uh, it's no longer it's no longer a multiplier. I think there is a uh, I think there is like a flat damage buff depending on the altitude. It's no longer like a huge multiplier. Um, another thing they did is uh, arms powders got really, really nerfed. Arms powders are the stat boosters that give you more damage. Uh, those no longer apply to how you earn perks, which makes them a little bit more useless than before. Uh, and supers now scale differently. So there is no chance, there is still a chance, but there's less chance of you getting one hit kill by a super after getting vicious misted or something else. So the game feels less risky to play so people can take more liberties and attempt other uh crazy things instead of just uh camping it out hoping to have the least amount of interactions as possible with other people with that said the update kind of broke a couple of things for example sumo slap was turned into an infinite you were able to do air sumo slap into an air dodge into another air sumo slap into an air dodge into another air sumo slap as long as you had the stamina you could basically do that infinite goal kick was another one. Goal kick is uh, a move where you just kick someone up, they turn into a ball, they bounce off of a wall. You are able to hit the goal kick, bounce the enemy off of a wall, hit another goal kick, bounce them off the wall, etc., 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 ad nauseum until you run out of stamina. With that said, as of either this morning or yesterday, I don't remember, I think it was yesterday, they already patched those out. They already fixed it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, people over at Iron Galaxy really have their ear to the ground. So big ups to Keats, big ups to Keyman, um, uh, Keenan. I think that's their name, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Keenan. Uh, and big ups to everybody over at Iron Galaxy because uh, I was feeling very defeated with this game with the last patch. But now that this new patch is out and a lot of things have changed, in my opinion, for the better, 
uh, I've been playing a lot more. And I've been having a lot more fun. So big ups to Iron Galaxy and everybody. Can't wait to see what's next. Can't wait to try trios and all that other fun stuff. I'm hoping to stream this on this channel. I haven't streamed release Rumbleverse yet. I've only streamed the betas on here. So uh, I'm trying to find some time and we'll play some Rumbleverse on here. I know everybody was worried that I was going to turn this into a Rumbleverse podcast. Well, <laughs> here it is. Uh, granted, this is probably all I'm going to talk about it for now. Later, Ragan, you haven't seen any of it, man. I uh, in the mornings I usually hang out in um, automatics uh, stream like six seven o'clock central in the morning, uh, and then he streams all the way through the afternoon. Yeah, follow automatic, will you? He's great. It's time for us to move on to our next topic, and boy, this one's a doozy. This one is a doozy. I don't know if you guys frequent Twitter as much as I do. That frequent Twitter is like my primary mode of social media nowadays. So this has been very interesting to experience. Here's a timeline of the things that have happened with in regards to Twitter. Elon Musk offered to buy Twitter for $44 billion because uh, he was concerned with people's free speech getting taken away, even though Twitter is a private company and you sign an agreement before you sign up for Twitter. So Elon Musk signs an agreement saying he'll buy Twitter for $44 billion. Way more than Twitter was worth at the time. So he signs an agreement to buy it. After Elon Musk signs this agreement, he tries to get out of it, right? He, from my understanding, there was a clause in the agreement that he could not back out and he had to pay $44 billion and he was either going to get the company or he was going to pay $44 billion and not get the company. So after trying to worm his way out of that agreement, the purchase finally goes through. And Elon Musk officially buys Twitter for $44 billion. I remember not too long ago, somebody had claimed that they could solve world hunger for $4 billion. And he said something along the lines of, show me how it works. And then they tried to show him and he wouldn't give them the $4 billion either way. Uh, but now he spent $44 billion. He was forced to spend $44 billion uh, to buy Twitter. Immediately upon his purchase of Twitter, he fires all the board of directors, all of the executives, uh, a gigantic layoff of a lot of, the, uh, a lot of the workforce for Twitter, which is a problem. He lays off a significant percentage of the company's workforce, which is a problem in and of itself because there is a law in California, which is where one of the Twitter offices are at. Uh, there is a California law that states that you have to give workers 60 days notice before a high percentage of layoffs hit the company right that was not given elon musk just one day decided hey i'm gonna lay off a shit ton of people so there's some legal troubles happening there another aspect of this is in the agreement that he signed that forced him to buy this company uh there is a clause for workers who are let go saying that he'll provide a specific number of months of severance that is higher than the usual. From my understanding, Elon has not complied to that agreement yet and maybe even more in more legal trouble. And man, I got to say, I hate sharing a name with this dude. <laughs> even phonetically, I absolutely hate it. On top of the legal trouble, here is the practical trouble this man has gotten himself into. The initial firings that took place, the initial downsizing that took place, the layoffs were decided by the statistic of lines of code written. Uh, 
This isn't verified, so I'm not 100% sure if this is true or not, but I believe it. So essentially, with this system of layoffs, the more lines of code you write, the more chances you have to stay in the company. That's terrible because departments like security, debugging, quality assurance don't write that many lines of code. As a matter of fact, they spend a lot of time focusing on very specific lines of code. So a lot of the people on these departments got let go, which causes a lot of issues such as security, (laughs) quality assurance. Another issue and even more illegal trouble for Mr. Musk is that he started using uh, resources from Tesla to work on Twitter. So essentially, he's been taking some workers from Tesla and putting them to work on Twitter. This is not legal. Tesla is a publicly traded company. That means a lot of tax write-offs and a lot of uh, tax money that we pay goes into that company. Twitter is a private company. So essentially, he's using tax dollars from a publicly, publicly traded company to work on a company that is private. That is big illegal time. That's not legal. So that's going to be bad. Uh, and he was he was sending workers from Tesla to Twitter to do things like, you know, spy on employees who were dissenting, uh, you know, making sure that nobody talked bad about him in the workforce. So very interesting use of uh, our tax money there. Elon continues to fire employees who show dissent, who either tweet publicly about something or privately speak uh, about his decision. Uh, So, so much for that whole uh, free speech thing uh, that he was touting, right? I haven't even gotten to the good stuff, and here's the good stuff. Let's talk about Twitter Blue. (laughs) This was, I think, my favorite part of this whole saga. So, Elon Musk, when buying Twitter, said that he is giving everybody free speech. You can... Comedy on Twitter is back. You can make jokes on Twitter again. Immediately after saying this, he announces that Twitter Blue is going to include a verification badge, which a verification badge is in itself a security feature to help distinguish uh, high-profile names from accounts who seek to do harm, right? So you can tell who a real person is by the verification badge that they have. And not just like either a fan account or whatever, or somebody who cannot speak for uh, that person or that company. He announces that for $16 a month, you can have access to Twitter Blue, which will give you a verification badge. It will give you, uh, what was it? It will give you priority in the algorithm. So all of your uh, tweets, replies, etc. were going to float to the top of the page. In one foul stroke, this man both was setting up like a class system in Twitter, right? Because you have the peasants who don't pay and then the people who pay and the peasants who don't pay don't get hurt as much as the people who pay, right? So, so much for free speech Uh, and was causing a giant security concern by giving most accounts a verification badge. After uproar about it costing $16 a month, he then announced that it'll be cost, it will cost $8 a month. And after a lot of backlash and after a lot of uh, warnings, Twitter Blue for $8 a month got released. Any account could now have a verification badge for the low, low price of $8. And you might be thinking, ah, that won't be that harmful. Even if people tried to, uh, even if people try to impersonate other people, I don't think that will affect 
anything. And boy, were you wrong if you thought that. Uh, a company by the name of, well, this was one of the few things that happened, right? Um, I'm going to go over like three instances of things that went terribly wrong. We'll start with the most lighthearted one and then move into uh, the harsher ones. First, you got tweets like this. You know, we all like Nintendo. We know Mario. <laughs> Look at that. Nintendo of America verified badge. Not the actual Nintendo account, but it's just Mario flipping off the camera. It's very on brand for Nintendo, don't you think? It feels like that's what they do to the Smash scene every once in a while. So, immediate misrepresentation, but a harmless joke. A harmless joke. Uh, no, no harm, no foul. Until we get to things that got a little bit heavier. A day after Twitter Blue was released to the public, somebody decided to impersonate the account for Eli Lilly and Company, which is a uh, healthcare company. And this is what they posted on Twitter. We are excited to announce insulin is free now. <laughs> Obviously not a real tweet. Uh, but once again, verifi verification tag is there. Everything is there. This forced this company to actually tweet out saying, hey, uh, that wasn't us. Sorry. So they had to apologize for this tweet. Even worse, their stocks tanked. The financial state of Eli and Lily is awful because of that tweet not necessarily just because of that tweet right like dives usually take more than one occurrence uh to happen but it seems like this was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back and for better or for worse uh this troll tweet kind of got the discussion started on why insulin is so expensive <laughs> especially when the patent for influence was sold for one dollar because the person who patented insulin said that everybody needs this. And people who bought those patents, like Eli, Lily, and company, uh, have been charging out the ass for it, for something that everybody needs. Inadvertently, this is a good thing, because now people are questioning the price of insulin, the stocks for this company has completely tanked, and there's a new discussion about affordable medication being uh, talked about, which is great. So doesn't seem too bad. Right for us, for people who work for Eli Lilly and Company, maybe uh, not so not so great. On the same day, somebody else uh, decided to impersonate Lockheed Martin. Lockheed Martin is a essentially a defense contract company, so they essentially provide uh, military services for it's privatized military service. That's basically it. So Lockheed Martin, uh, who does a lot of deals internationally controversially deals with Saudi Arabia, uh, then had a fake troll Twitter tweet this out from Lockheed Martin at Lockheed Martini, which is absolutely the best at in the world. And I could definitely go for a martini or five saying we will be halting all weapon sales to Saudi Arabia, Israel, and the United States until further investigation into their record of human right abuses. Doesn't seem like a bad thing at all. However, completely tanked their stock, caused a lot of disarray within the company, caused a lot of disarray in the market. So essentially what Elon Musk has done by having this uh, Twitter blue be accessible for the price of $8, he essentially gave everyone a way to completely ruin 
companies, right? Like he made the best tool for fighting capitalism by not thinking of the actual outcome here. <laughs> so a lot of companies who have been getting impersonated have been affected extremely negatively because it really does seem like like we've all been trained to look for that verification badge. And once we see these verification badges are, you know, we take that word as uh, as truth, because up until now, we had no uh, we had no reason not to, with a lot of exceptions. Of course, Twitter became a force for fighting capitalism, big pharma and <laughs> privatized uh, military uh, companies, which is hilarious. Let me tell you. That was, I think, my favorite thing. Uh, immediately after all this started happening and immediately after all of these companies began being negatively affected by this, Twitter Blue has been removed. You are no longer able to uh, purchase, use, or uh, edit anything tied to Twitter Blue, which creates another problem. People who paid $8 paid for one month of Twitter Blue. Twitter Blue, as of right now, is no longer available. So... Their money has been stolen. Have they made any refunds? I'm not sure. Um, so on top of being in legal trouble with these companies that have been negatively affected by this decision, the people who purchase this service are no longer getting that service. And if they have not been, if they have not been uh, refunded, then that's a big issue. This is going great. As if that wasn't enough, once again, a huge percentage of employees uh, at Twitter are leaving due to Elon Musk's big Twitter 2.0 ultimatum. Uh, for those of you that haven't seen, uh, internally, Elon Musk send a, sent a memo that moving forward, Twitter 2.0 is going to be much more focused on engineering, much more focused on product and development. And it will be... The word he specifically used is hardcore. So... In the in the uh, in the memo, he said he was expecting people to work out of the office for a minimum of forty hours a week, which already doesn't bode well, uh, especially because the 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 culture at Twitter was that people can work remotely. Um, so taking that away is not a great thing. He told workers to expect to sleep in the office and work ridiculous hours, and essentially was like basically saying that their lives were going to be hell. And their options are you either agree to this and in the memo itself was a button for you to a link for you to agree or you can leave and surprisingly or unsurprisingly a lot of people are choosing to leave right <laughs> so a lot of workers are now leaving and on top of everything else it just seems like everything is just falling apart last but not least and this came out today once again this isn't verified it seems like it's true. So once again, don't take this as uh, uh, complete truth, but I would love it if it's true. Because of such a large number of employees leaving, because of such a large number of employees leaving, the Twitter offices are going to be shut down until the 21st, which is next week today. So they're shutting down the Twitter offices for one week. Why? Because they're afraid that so many people are leaving that people that the people leaving are going to sabotage the office and the company as they're leaving. So they're completely shutting the office down. <laughs> Boy, that's a hell of a saga, right? And that's where we are now. Uh, there are people saying that, oh, uh, one thing I did, for, 
a couple of things I did forget to mention. Uh, after the first round of layoffs, they begged a bunch of people to come back because they weren't supposed to be laid off. And as of right now, Twitter is running a test version of their website. So in, uh, in development, there are two versions of a product. There is a test version, which is the version that, you know, is internal. People test. They can uh, alter it in a specific way so that they can hyper-focus on problems. And there's a production version, which is a completely sealed version that has a lot of connections shut down. So uh, the test version has a lot of connections that are open so that they can ping specific things to see if they're working properly, et cetera, et cetera. A production version takes a lot of those backdoors away, right? It's a very secure and clad uh, product that people aren't able to bypass in any way. Twitter right now is running a test version, which means anybody with even like a shred of idea of what coding is or what coding looks like, you can just right click on Twitter, go to inspect element, and there are a lot of links to internal things at Twitter that we're not supposed to see. So this is a big uh-oh for, not only for like the stability of the site, but for security, right? Like there are a lot of ways of accessing a lot of information that we're not supposed to be privy to. Uh, and yeah, all of these problems are basically, you know, uh, of of Mr. Musk's own creation, uh, which I find hilarious. And I think something very interesting is I feel like the general sentiment towards wealthy people is that they're successful because they're smart or because they're geniuses. However, that's not the case. And I think this is a perfect example, a perfect case study. And this will be a case study on how to ruin a company <laughs> for all like business classes in the future. This will be a, an amazing case study on what not to do. So that will, uh, that teachers or that colleges will be teaching everywhere for business classes. So I think the moral of the story is people who are extremely wealthy are stupid. And uh, Elon Musk is, uh, you know, kind of uh, ruining a lot of things because he's an idiot. With that said, Twitter was mine and a lot of the FGC's primary social media platform. What is the next step? If Twitter goes down today or tomorrow, which it very well can, where are we going to communicate? Luckily, Shibarizu, who runs uh, Super Combo, along with a few other people, as far as my understanding goes, full disclosure, I wrote this giant DM to Shibarizu about with questions asking about this thing, about how it works, about why, how, when, why, and I forgot to click send. So I'm, we're not getting those answers for this show, unfortunately. However, they have made the site fgc.network, which is something that looks very much like Twitter. I believe it's running off of Mastodon, but I'm not 100% sure, Mastodon being another website that's very much like Twitter. Uh, and it's a social media network that it looks to be very, very hyper-focused on FGC stuff. So if you go to fgc.network, oh, sorry, if you go to join.fgc.network, uh, you can get more information. And uh, that seems to be the place where a lot of other people are, or where a lot of people are congregating, expecting the downfall of Twitter. Moral of the story is, 
somebody in the FGC has our backs and we have a place to go to. I just find this so interesting because Twitter felt like it was going to be one of those places that was going to be around for a long time. And I think while the circumstances are slightly different, it feels like this is the same thing that happened with MySpace, where MySpace was the big dog. Uh, MySpace was the big dog. They were going to be around forever. And then all of a sudden, one thing happens and boom, it's gone. And nobody's on it anymore. <laughs> so long, Tom. Um, but yeah, so there you have it. That's the that's the saga of Twitter, how it affects the FGC, and where it seems like the FGC is going next. So join.fgc.network. Go there. I know nobody has uh, claimed it yet, but I'm going to hit the big red button just so I can get a little bit of a break from talking before we dive into our final topic of the day, which is some Street Fighter Six news. So I'm going to hit the button for myself just so I can stop talking for a little bit and drink some water, and we'll be back right after this. <laughs> get the camera on this guy. Jaha, say hi to the internet. I was just talking about you saying how buff you are now. Yo, he's got the Scott Steiner dude. Dude. When the stars oh touch the sky and you get the equiax. <laughs> <laughs> the big bad booty daddy. <laughs> wow, he hasn't aged at all. I don't like him being behind me. No, no, uh, oh, no, no. He's too hey, close. Hey, back it up. <laughs> Call security. You know, you know the counter to Jaha. Uh, Do security. the Jaha counter. Get him out of here. <laughs> get this guy out of here. He's a loose cannon. We're going to need more Shout security. Shout out to Jaha, the legend. Perfect. Oh, my oh, gosh. I was a little concerned there. My life just flashed before my eyes, Internet. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I was really hoping for the Jaha, Jaha the counter. base god, uh, came in. The, <laughs> I can't believe he's wearing the chain mail. <laughs> and so it's top eight time. I'm ripped. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Big booty Eris. <laughs> Internet. Yeah, Lord of the Rings, Eris, Gimli. He's uh, ready for battle, but it's top eight time right now. <laughs> We're going to catch you guys over at twitch.tv slash SRKEVO1. Top eight action coming up soon. Stay tuned. <laughs> Dude, that I think is my favorite clip. Just because of Eris's laugh. I'm a huge, I'm, a, I'm an Eris fan through and through, and... To this day, I still maintain that Eris has the most infectious laugh in the planet Earth. No doubt about it. Okay. Thank you for bearing with me. Oh, thank you, Mean Scene, for retroactively <laughs> pressing the button. Uh, I just really needed like to not talk for a minute. Uh, so let's get to our final topic of the day. And it is that we, ha we have some Street Fighter Six news. You have not seen that? Dude, that was Evo 20... 13 or 2014, I think. Maybe 2015. But dude, Lord, like Gimli, Eris. Beautiful. Beautiful. 2015. Thank you, Squidly. I'm so happy I have this playlist. <laughs> yeah, it was the arcade version for sure. Uh, I have another couple of clips of him, of Eris commentating Evo 2016 that are hilarious. Um, so I'm sure we'll get to those eventually. Now... It's business time. Let's talk about Street Fighter VI. We have not heard anything from Street Fighter VI, essentially, since the end of the closed beta, right? They've gone to a couple of shows. They've shown the same build that they've been working on. But other than that, they've been very, very quiet until this week. Actually, until last week. Sorry, this was a 
topic for last week. Until last week, where uh, we got to uh, see... Whoops, sorry, I dropped my remote here. There we go. Uh, where we got to see the third of three. We did not know there were three. We got the third of three controller schemes for the game. So we have Classic, which is your regular six-button fighting game. We have uh, Modern, which is a four-button uh, setup, right, with a couple of assists. And now we have this one. Dynamic. So, here's what we just saw. And we have a graphic here to show. The dynamic button scheme. So, it's, stands, or, uh, it's sitting alongside the classic, which is a six button. The modern, which is the newfangled system. Classic, modern, and dynamic. And here's what dynamic looks like. It's battle with AI-assisted attacks. So, essentially, you could just press buttons and things happen. So the way dynamic works, the, the, the dynamic controller scheme works, is by spacing. So if you're at a close range to your opponent, if you start pressing buttons, you're going to do combos. Depending on what kind of combo you do. Whatever combo you do depends on whatever type of situation, right? So it's AI-assisted. If you're in the mid-range, uh, you mash it. It's like, so uh, Squidly, from my understanding, it's like an auto combo. Uh, but it's like an auto combo that changes depending on the situation in the game. So it is AI assisted. Um, so if you're at close range and you start pressing buttons, whatever situation it is, for example, if it's a whiff punish, you're gonna get uh, a giant combo off of it. If you're in neutral, you're probably gonna, they're probably gonna try to do a uh, jab combo, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. In medium range, the AI can choose to do a jump in. Yeah, in medium range, the AI can choose to do a jump in. So you can just press buttons and it'll, if it throws, we saw it jumping over a fireball that Ryu threw. And you do a lot of, like, the mid-range combo stuff that you would uh, you would usually do. I believe it also dashes forward. I'm not 100% sure on that. I haven't seen the actual full breakdown. Last but not least is the far range. The far range stuff is, uh, later, Ragan, I see that. I will press it in just a second. Let me finish this thought. Uh, the far range utilizes... The uh, the zoning, whatever zoning tools the character has, or whatever self buffs the character has. So we saw Jamie drinks on the long range. I'm assuming Ryu either throws fireballs or he does the dungeon charge up. Um, I'm assuming Kimberly throws cans. Jury does the Fujin stocks or whatever. Fujin ha stocks, whatever. Um, that's what I'm assuming it is. So I think this is super interesting. Before I get into our next thought. It's button time. And they, and, wow. What do, what do you think about this mirror match, Chris Matrix? Well, it's not a, a complete mirror match. I mean, but just Morgan, Mr. Morgan, Mr. Thanks for everything, man. I guess, who, I guess whoever. 
I guess whoever says uncle first. Whoever says uncle first? Yeah. Whoever says Matei first, right? Yeah. Matei. Oh. Say it! <laughs> say it! Say it! <laughs> say it! <laughs> Matei. <laughs> that was a good song. What's his name? Which one was that? Kickbox or Bloodsport? That was. Which one was that? that, was, that Bolo? Bolo or the ponytail? That was Bolo. That was Bolo. Yeah, the, the big Asian. The one I mean, like the. He said, he said, he said, you break my record. I break you. Just like I break your friends. <laughs> oh, holy shit. Dude. Okay. Uh, it. Context here, Bloodsport is legit like one of my favorite movies, like top one favorite movies. I can recite all four lines out of that movie. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude. Also, uh, they got it wrong. It's not Bolo. It's Tongpo. Yeah, there's literally like four lines in that movie. There's you break my record. I break your face like I broke your friend. There's um, uh, there's OK USA. You must show me the mock. And then he does a dim mock, and then uh, the big guy comes out. He's like, and you want to see some dim mock? And he, like, busts up a brick with his forehead. And he go, and that dude goes, that's not dim mock. And he goes, yeah, it is. Bloodsport's my favorite movie ever. Anyway, what was I saying? Right, Street Fighter Six, dynamic control, AI-assisted, lots of fun. That's the end of that one. Uh, however, that wasn't the only piece of news that we got off of Street Fighter Six. We also got a little bit of a sneak peek into some art that looks like will be featured in some story mode stuff. Uh, and this is what that stuff looks like. Here's Kimberly. Neat. Uh, here's Jury getting haunted by Bison, right? Uh, this next one is super weird to me. Well, okay, first of all, Luke is weird, but this wasn't the one I was thinking of. Uh, here's Luke uh, doing whatever Luke does. And then there's this one. This one is of Jamie and... It looks like, are Yun and Yang dead? It, it, this makes it feel like they're dead, right? They're either dead or they, like, like the Illuminati experimented on them and now they're, like, th eight stories tall. So something's going on over here. You can kind of see Yun uh, wearing a cardboard box on his head. Maybe. But I don't know. This one just is a little bizarre. It, it uh, <laughs> just looks like they're dead, <laughs> which is super bizarre. So... Who knows what's going on there? Uh, a lot of questions uh, have to be answered. The interesting thing about Luke is, you know, the when they introduced Luke at first, like he started like in the Street Fighter V story, he talked about his dad. My assumption was always that Guile was his dad, but then it kind of turned out that maybe it wasn't. But now they show him sparring against Guile over here on the right. So maybe Guile is his dad after all. Or maybe not. I don't know. Am I looking too far into this? Maybe. Alongside these, we also got a little bit of a look into Ken's story. And Ken's story is something that I did not think any of us expected. Like, at first, it was like, oh, it's Hobo Ken. Second, it was like, oh, Ken's being uh, investigated for terrorist stuff. <laughs> Eight-story tall, eight tall Yun doing Ganadian combos. Dude, uh, this is the Street Fighter crossover with uh, Godzilla, Destroy All Monsters, right? But anyway, back to Ken's story. Uh, Ken's being investigated for terrorist stuff. You know what it is? And this is, 
this is something that I think none of us expected, and it's kind of heartbreaking to hear about, right? Where we have Ken, who's like this very beloved character. He's been part of this franchise forever. And it turns out Ken is a Trumper. And he went to the Capitol on January 6th. Ken went to the Capitol on January 6th. He was at the insurrection. And here, uh, here he is getting questioned uh, shirtless uh, right after they pulled him out of the Capitol. Um, and then here he is uh, running away from the law uh, after uh, they uh, announced that he was going to, uh, after they gave him a court summons. So it's very unfortunate that Ken is a QAnon person. And it's very unfortunate that, uh, you know, he kind of like showed his true side after all this. And it's very sad, but I guess we'll find out more about uh, Trumper Ken. In, uh, in Street Fighter 6. Guile has that January 6th look? Maybe? Well, here's the thing. Kyle's actually... Guile. Kyle. Guile is actually in the military. So maybe he was, you know, in there, like, defending the Capitol. You feel me? Wait a minute. Ken is a follower of QAnon. Q. Hmm? What was the, who's the president guy in Street Fighter 5? I can't recall his name right now. G. So maybe G caused the insurrection. And Ken went and now g is q and he's anonymous i feel like we've just uncovered a whole conspiracy theory here g and q have even or have similar normals yeah they do i think we've just uncovered something here maybe g tricked ken into joining QAnon. isn't there another guy i know there's like the the psycho power guy the the guy with the white hair jp yes that's the psycho power guy with the white hair and there's also like in the leaks, there was also, like, the, the Fang apprentice. I think her name was, like, Aki or something. But she's not in the first... Uh, she's not in the game release. So maybe BDLC, along with Akuma and Ed. Or maybe they're not even there. Who knows? Uh, leaks aren't all true. But anyway, that's, like, the minuscule Street Fighter update we got. That's all we have for now. Um, Capcom Cup is coming up. Or... Yeah, Capcom Cup's coming up in March. So my assumption is maybe that's when they'll announce more stuff. Or maybe there's going to be a, like another tournament at the end of the year or something that they'll announce more stuff. But uh, yeah, it's been kind of a, kind of a, like a, a dry well, as it were. Uh, Tekken might be announcing some stuff. I know there's the North America Regional Finals happening next weekend or two weekends from now. So... It, it's been a bit of a dry well as far as, like, game announcements, right? Like, we got the huge hype of, like, all the announcements. We saw Tekken 8. We saw Street Fighter 6. We played Street Fighter 6. It was awesome. And now there's nothing. It makes me kind of sad. Anyway, um, that's Street Fighter 6. Anybody else? Uh, my fellow co-hosts, you guys have anything else uh, to uh, on Street Fighter 6? Uh, oh, yeah, there's a preview comic coming from Udon. Yeah, that, and they said they're going to dive into Ken's story in that, too. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me. That's Street Fighter 6. You know, we're all sad about Ken being a Trumper, and it's unfortunate, but it is what it is, right? Let's get to quick hits. We made it. Uh, there's just two things on my plate right now uh, for quick hits. First is, and I wish I could have, uh, and I have this in quick hits because I did not have enough time to research it properly, but Multiverses Season 2 is also out. Black Adam is out. Along with a slew of changes and along with a new battle pass and everything, they also announced the first character for Season 2 of Multiverses is 
Marvin the Martian. I cannot believe it. That's my like my favorite character. I cannot wait. I I will if Marvin the Martian vibes with my brain, I will be spending so much time playing multiverses because I love that character. So big ups to Marvin Marvin the Martian coming next to Rumbleverses. Uh, along with, uh, actually along with the battle pass and along with the announcement of Marvin the Martian, they also added a lot of character variants with some of which include even like a new voice actor for that specific variant. I think like there's a Finn one called Fern. I don't watch the show, so I don't know what it's about, but it's cool that they're like really throwing resources into it this far in and they still keep like patching the game. There's a slew of uh, balance changes. So big ups to multiverses. I really wish I had the, uh, I really wish I could have like researched that a little bit better instead of just saying that. And last but not least, before we sign out earlier this week, the Game Awards, which will be happening within the next week or so, announced their uh, nominations for Best Fighting Game of 2022. This is for the best game designed primarily around head-to-head combat. And here are your nominees. DNF Duel, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R, King of Fighters 15, Multiverses, and Sifu? Sifu being there is a little bit of a trip, specifically because of the uh, description at the top left for the best game designed primarily around head-to-head combat. Sifu is not a head-to-head combat game. With that said, though, I'll call Sifu a fighting game. That game's sick, and it's fun, and there's a lot of like very in-depth fighting in it. I feel like a better candidate for this would have been Multiverses, or not Multiverses, Multiverses in, is in there, uh, Rumbleverse. I think Rumbleverse is closer to a fighting game than Sifu is. But either way, these are the games for 2022. Chat, anyone got any bets? There's a big part of me that thinks that Multiverses is going to win. But realistically, I think either JoJo's or King of Fighters is going to win. I don't think there's enough of a, an audience for DNF Duel. But yeah, Multiverses, I think, is at the top of my list. Second is probably King of Fighters. If Sifu... You know what might happen? Since the Game Awards is all uh, like the the circle jerk of the gaming industry, there's a part of me that thinks Sifu's going to win. Like that's why they put Sifu in this category because they wanted to give Sifu something. Who knows? Um, I find it bizarre that Event Hubs is in the jury for for uh, the Game Awards, yet uh, Sifu's on here. <laughs> Realistic, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I think Sifu's going to win. Y'all want to y'all want to place a pizza bet? I'm not going to buy everybody pizza, but maybe I'll give away a pizza if I'm wrong. Depending on when the Game Awards are, I have a loose plan to be here and stream it. Like we did with, um, I think we did that with another Jeff Keighley show where we waited for uh, the Guile reveal. And then we wound up not watching the rest of it. So I do plan on being here for the Game Awards, depending on where it is. Most likely, it's probably going to be like uh, Tuesday or Thursday night as it usually is. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, if uh, if I'm wrong, I'll give away a pizza or two to, for you guys. And uh, if you're uh, a YouTube watcher or a podcast listener, you can join us in the Discord. If you go to bestofvshow.com, there's a link to our Discord there. I'll probably put stuff uh, for the pizza bet in there, and then we'll and then we'll do a giveaway on the show, a pizza giveaway, if you will. Um, but yeah, ladies and gents, I think that's, uh, that's all I had for tonight and it's nine twenty-five, So we're five minutes early. Sorry about that. But with that said, I was not expecting to even make it this far. I thought this was going to be a shorter show today, but here we are. It's nine 30 almost before I leave. I have one big thing I want to say. Do you guys remember 
when we did the Rumbleverse talk that I had the Rumbleverse guys bet on a race of League of Pigs. You guys remember League of Pigs? I'm actually waiting for the chat to respond to this because this is, this is important. Uh, if you don't remember, you can go see our Rumbleverse episode where we talked with Katana Prime. We talked with Tubbleware. We talked with Automatic all about Rumbleverse uh, about a month after it released. And at the end of the show, since it was the day that Twitch or it was the week that Twitch announced they were removing gambling, we gambled on a race of League of Pigs. Now, League of Pigs is this YouTube channel. You can go to leagueofpigs.com or you can go to youtube.com forward slash League of Pigs. And it's this dude from the UK who has potbelly pigs and he creates he creates obstacle courses for them. And then he'll race them and he'll make a whole league out of it. It's kind of like the Marble Olympics, except with pigs. It's awesome. 100 Thieves sponsored one of the pigs. So Piggy Smalls is now a 100 Thieves athlete. And that gave me an idea. The person who runs League of Pigs announced that they're struggling financially to keep League of Pigs going. So in the near future, I'm going to get all of the details squared away and I'm going to get all the logistics of this done. But I would like to do a fundraiser for League of Pigs to hopefully sponsor one of the pigs as a best of five athlete, because that will then help the person running it because League of Pigs is so cool. And we'd have our first ever uh, best of five athlete. And then if we, uh, I am going, I've reached out to them. I'm waiting on a response uh, just because I want to see the logistics, uh, see how much they want, et cetera, et cetera. And if it's something reasonable that we can work with, then we'll do the fundraiser. And then we'll be, then we'll definitely have a, a YouTube night where we watch League of Pigs every night, or every week. Sorry. Uh, so we can keep up with our uh, our pig. You feel me? So I'll get the logistics of that squared away. I reached out to League of Pigs, so we'll see what happens there. I just wanted to announce that because that's something that I think would be hilarious and amazing at the same time. So be on the lookout for that. And uh, yeah, people are Discord. I'm definitely going to be putting information there when I get it. With all that said, I think I'm out, but I'm hoping within the next week or so that I can stream more than just one night. Uh, I've been wanting to do it. I've, I've been canceling a lot of movie nights. I want to get back to it. Fight Club is on the docket for movie night. We need, I haven't seen Fight Club at all, so I need to watch it. Um, so we'll definitely have to have that movie night next week. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out. If you're listening, thank you for listening. If you're on YouTube, thank you for YouTubing. Um, we're we're still like we're we're slowly growing. So if you're enjoying the show, please feel free to hit the like and subscribe button on the YouTube. If you excuse me, if you like the show here on Twitch, feel free to hit that follow button. It's free. Um, and there's also like notification settings on Twitch now, so feel free to hit those so you know when we're live. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast stuff, thanks for listening on the podcast stuff. Please uh, join our Discord. If you go to bestofvshow.com, you can uh, go to our uh, social links, and they're all there, and you can follow the show. Uh, or you can join our Discord and come hang out with us. I'm out of here. Thank you, everybody, for joining. As always, peace out.